Hello everyone and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Watchmen, episode 4. If you don't like my story, write your own. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, re-watching Watchmen because it's awesome. And I'm watching it this time as I cover it with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, I had a rough night. Mr. Sal, I want to buy your house and all the property here. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get out of here, don't you? <laughs> Three, two, one, away! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just too many Ozymandias quotes written down here. I just love every word that comes out of his mouth. He, okay. he is a charm to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, uh, Kurt, as per tradition, we need to guess each other's ratings. Ratings. So the Crawfords are not in this at all, not even in flashback. No Judd, no Jane, no Crawfords. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we get probably more questions than answers in this episode. Uh, Lady True is kind of a mystery here. Seems to be in cahoots with uh, Will Reeves. Yeah, seems. <laughs> uh, seems well, what do you be. mean seems? Seems to be. <laughs> they are in cahoots. He like pledges his allegiance to her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's possible that Will and Lady True are in cahoots. Uh, and, uh, and this is all new information. We didn't even know Lady True before this episode. No, actually, we heard of her. I think. Yes, but. yes. Uh, I think that it, the, <laughs> the idea of like catapults and this lube man guy and there are real estate deals oh, yeah, I, I i i think there's so much i i this is very this is a very disorienting episode for you i think so i don't think you give this one a 10 i think maybe you gave it a nine all right that, by, by the way I'd be, because i think you still are really into the angela story uh and Lori's stuff uh i think you like lady true but boy does she introduce some major question marks I mean, you've been loving. I, I think you gave it a ten. I, I think you just love what's going on, and somehow it all ties together into something that you think's magnifico. Great, wonderful. You gave it a ten. You gave this a ten. Well, I tell you, it it does all tie into something that's that I find to be pretty great, pretty wonderful, pretty amazing. But even on second watch, this is my least favorite episode so far. I gave it a nine. Okay, I also gave it a nine. <laughs> okay, okay, wonderful. And yeah, basically for the reasons you said, like there's just a lot of questions that are made, which isn't a bad thing. Mm -hmm. There's also not a lot of answers. I mean, the biggest answer is okay. I guess I know what picked up the car in that yeah. and cahoots <laughs> with Lady True. Yeah, and I guess and I guess it's a bit more the bite. So it's just a bit more. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I I guess we get some answers with Vite, but well, like we, I I see how he gets the Crookshanks and whatnot. Uh, he's not their um, he's their master, but he's certainly not their creator. Right? <laughs> yeah, a little viewpoint on that. And that I'm your master, <laughs> but I am most certainly not your creator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's stuck somewhere, right? And we seem to catapult them into the sky. Four years. Thanks. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought I thought we learned. I feel like every episode we learn more about um 
invite Ozymandias to situation. Yes, but yes and no, because I, I, you're, you're right, but at the same time, like he's literally just catapulting bodies into space. He's going on like killing sprees. Yeah, like, but like, that ain't normal space stuff. They just poof away. Like they just go through something. It looks like that ain't normal space stuff. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Am I incorrect? Right? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it depends on how much, like, how much initial velocity you give them. No, but they can't be accelerating. Like, they just literally look like they go through the sky. Like, the sky's like a mirage. Mm hmm. So, yeah. So, I think they, uh, they, are, they are accelerating, by the way. They, they, we ex yeah, I toss a ball in the air, it accelerates. Come on, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> I, ta I taught you better than that. No, but it doesn't keep accelerating. <laughs> like the acceleration, like it, it does. Like, the accelerator doesn't change. If I throw it in the air, change. yeah. Then how does it come back down eventually? Because the acceleration the, is negative. Yeah, it goes down. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's still yeah. acceleration. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The acceleration goes down. It looks like they're speeding up faster. Like a, they're accelerating faster. Oh, if, if, if that's the case. Yeah, that's not the case. You like, got to be should... specific, man. <laughs> <laughs> basically what i'm saying is that they're not accelerating that quickly okay there's so they're they're like go the, the the sky's a mirage it looks like okay the sky's a Kurt, did you see this catapult this is like the real deal yeah it's the it's a positive <laughs> accelerating catapult like yeah. inverses gravity or something i yeah. mean come on did you see it you see how much work goes into just the reloading it or that trebuchet or catapult no it's, it's not catapult. trebuchet you're right it's a catapult i think trebuchet is like some the wonky thing to go. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I sit in it maybe. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, at any rate, uh, this is, this is uh, it's. I think it's a really good episode. There's a lot that I love about it, and especially in retrospect. But I do think of this episode as very similar way to the way that you thought of Axis Mundi, and which is season two, episode one of the Leftovers, which is. Uh, it's interesting, but it's a lot of questions, and it makes subsequent episodes so much better. So you kind of punt a little bit on this episode in order to make subsequent episodes better. All right. All right. Okay. I, we'll see. I, that's the way I kind of view this episode. But it's not to say I don't like it because I really do like it a lot. I love a good punt. I'm not big into baseball, but I love a great punt. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Phenomenal. <laughs> Sorry. That's got to be my new thing. I think I, know, I, I think I know who your favorite character is for the episode. Do you, just because I've quoted uh, Adrian Vite, like it was not. A, it is Adrian Vite. You're lying to yourself. It's not Adrian Vite. <laughs> I've heard a single Angela quote. I, I don't know quote. if I, I could come up with one. Cal, what did you? Well, I need to tell him the truth. <laughs> say that. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, let's uh, let's take a stab at each other's favorite scenes here. All right. I think uh, I think that. Angela is the most interesting character to you, followed closely by Lori. Although I think you like Will Reeves a lot too. I think there's just too much confusion about what Will's motivation is at this point and how he's working with Lady True. So I, I don't think you select any Will scenes. I, the, the scene, the big scene that Angela and Lori share, there are two of them. There's the one in the vivarium. Mm -hmm. Which uh, with uh, with Lady True, and then there's the one in the car with Agent Petey. But I I think I think you kind of dig Agent Petey, so I'm going to say that the the car ride over from uh, the from police headquarters to Lady True's place, where uh, Lori is talking to Angela about her trauma, yeah, and that the mask, uh, 
covers or helps helps you uh hide from the trauma um i think that's your favorite scene all right i think your favorite scene yours is either the vivarium or it's the ending scene with what you know what actually i think your favorite scene is the first scene with lady true's introduction that was a sudden turn of events okay i heel turned it i thought about it that's okay. it. Final answer. That was a good turn, Kurt, because that is my favorite. That scene. is also yeah. my favorite scene. That's oh. why he'll turn. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? Actually, I do think he's in the same scene as me. <laughs> so I was thinking about it. I, I, I think it's like I, I think that the opening scenes in this series are just phenomenal. Like, I mean, really, <laughs> I, they're just knocking every one of these opening scenes out of the park. Every single one. Episode one, it was the Tulsa race massacre. Episode two was, was the okay. letters falling from the sky in World War One. Episode three was Lori robbing or pretending to rob a bank. Yeah, uh, these have been banger after. And banger. now this, it's like, I, it's a, it's amazing to me that I love this series as much as I do, considering that almost universally you can kind of pinpoint the opening scene as the strongest scene in the episode, which means that nothing else after nothing else that follows is going to be as good. And it's still great. It's I still love it. It's wonderful. No, it was a great introduction to a lady. I just want to say you guessed the 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 car ride one for me, and that mm-hmm. scene was all right. PD's dialogue. I mean, it, it seemed to catch up for people who didn't read the graphic novel, which mm-hmm. I can't stand now. Actually, I'm 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 an elitist now. Like, <laughs> you can't watch this series unless you read the comics. So this is like it's blasphemous too. So I, uh, anyway. <laughs> That aside, my my elite behavior and gatekeeping aside, no, yeah, no, I, I like the Vivarium probably more than that scene, but not the 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 beginning scene was really good. Great way to see Lady True. It, it uh, it's a good but, conundrum. Yeah, I mean, brings in a question. Her um daughter, right? Like I wonder. Oh, yeah. Well, I have questions, right? Well, what do you mean? What questions do you have? Well, if she could call, like make this couple their like kid, like did she do the same with her daughter? And is her daughter like? manipulated in some way like different than other kids like some gene well, editing or designer um, baby-esque thing we do see her hooked up to an IV in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. we do see her tell her Turn mother dreams, about her yeah. nightmare and, and her mother say good oh. <laughs> so, right is that what you said good yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Good. yeah so uh, like I'm that's a, those are interesting questions uh, I think Lady True is just so cool I, I mm-hmm. she's just really cool I love her costumes I love her haircut. I love the way she talks. I like her I, name. I love her name. I love I love everything about Lady True. I think she's wonderful. But um, you know, this idea of legacy comes up throughout the whole episode. Really, uh, throughout the whole series so far, legacy has been an important thing. You know, that's Will tells Angela that he wants her to know who she is. You know, he wants her to understand his legacy, right? Uh, Lady True tells the the couple in the beginning here, the, the Clarks, who I'm assuming are named uh, after Clark Kent. I'm sure that's why they chose the Clarks, because it's a farm and something falls out of their farm from space, right? Like Superman, yeah. Right, exactly. So is that Superman? <gasps> oh, so super... Okay. I mean, that is the same... <laughs> comic universe right it's dc oh wow actually you're right I, was just... <laughs> so, I mean i don't know if it's the same universe but it's the same comic same so, yeah same like same comic organization, or, or, yeah. Yeah, company. but anyway um 
so I, I just think she she's really cool. And this idea of legacy being, she, you know, she tells them legacy is blood. It's not land. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, I originally saw this and I wondered why she came so late. Why didn't she come earlier when she had more time to negotiate? And then I was like, oh, because then she'd have more time to negotiate and they'd have more time to negotiate. <laughs> like she needs them under the gun. She needs the pressure on them so that they'll make this decision. Yeah, so she puts the timer to him. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> the the sand timer is, is it's it's pretty amazing. This I, or like ornate elephant adorned looks like ivory three minute timer. That's how she does all of her deals. Yeah, Only like three to, minutes a deal. I, I like to think that she has like a, an ornate timer for every possible number of minutes. Oh, yeah, to, she thinks she needs up to like an hour or something. <laughs> she's got like sixty timers. I like that. Like, you know, it's getting very tense. She's like, you know, sign uh, five million bucks and the kid. If you don't sign, I'll I'll destroy the kid. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you uh, catch? You know, since it's the opening scene, and it's both of our favorite scenes, and we're talking about it. Why don't we enter the recap? So the the scene opens, and I don't know if you caught this or not, but it, it, it's this Clark farm. They're selling very fresh eggs, like the freshest of eggs. Yeah, knocking them over too. Yeah, but but Mrs. Clark, I don't remember her first name actually. She's reading uh, reading a book called Fog Dancing. Did you catch that? No, I did not catch that. Did you? So you didn't catch the author of Fog Dancing then? No, who's the author? If you want to tell me. Max Shea. Oh, so Shea back from the the Black Freighter. Uh, yes, the author of the Black Freighter from the graphic novel, Black, Max Shea, uh, is right as the writer of Fog Dancing, which is what Mrs. Clark is reading here. I, I'm sure it's just a wink and a nod. It's, I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it means he's not, anything. He's not still alive. No, <laughs> no, definitely explosion. not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway. Uh, yeah, she breaks some eggs. Uh, I, I assume this is her husband. You know, they they have a nice night anyhow. They do a puzzle, have some nice dinner, and they go to sleep. They turn out the lights, and Lady True shows up just at that moment. And uh, um, actually, she's a trillionaire, not a billionaire. <laughs> and what she's building is much more than a clock. And she does come out, but only when it's really important. And for the next three minutes, these are the two most important people in the world. Flattering. Very, very. She wants her house on all 40 acres in exchange for legacy. And she thinks that they think that their their land and their house is their legacy, but that's not legacy. Legacy is blood, she says. And she made them a baby. She took the liberty. Just, you know, they, they've been having trouble having a baby. They did try fertility clinics. So she knows this and she made them a baby. Um, so, un, she was successful where the fertility clinic was unsuccessful. So I I believe that she that this is like genetically both their babies, mm -hmm. but I do think it's comical. She just got a random baby and gave it to them. <laughs> and just saying this, <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, no, not to be not not to be undersold here. She also deposited five million dollars in an account for them. So uh, they sign almost instantaneously. Something crashes to the ground from the sky, and they say, "What is this?" What is that? And she said, that is mine. <laughs> so what, we don't get to find out in this episode what it was either. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> maybe a baby Superman. Who knows? Super it baby. Could be. could be. Could be little Clark. Little Clark cut. All right. So that is our favorite scene. Uh, I, I think a lot of it. I mean, it's, I think it's the longest scene in the episode. It's it is pretty it's like long. Six, seven, maybe minutes. Yeah. It's, well, it's more than three minutes, right? Because the elephant timer was three minutes. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, all right. So let's move on. Angela scrubs down the bakery. She's trying to eliminate any signs of Will being there. She just demolishes the wheelchair and accidentally burns the the note that fell from the sky. The watch over this boy. And then she gets a call from the Greenwood Center. They've identified a new family member, and they say thanks for entrusting your your what to the Greenwood Center. Did you catch it, Kurt? Trusting. Thanks for entrusting your. Had a DNA to legacy, legacy, legacy right. to the Greenwood. Legacy is everything. So, like family's everything. The Fast and the Furious. So, legacy is everything. And Watchmen. All right. There you go. Family. So All she's right. she's off to the Greenwood Center. She's going to break in semi illegally because she calls him and says, "Do you, you... <laughs> semi illegally go?" As if... <laughs> He's yeah, made a little better by lying. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. She gets her acorn. I, this is pretty cool. I like this. To see the family tree, you get this like encoded acorn that you put in the tube, and then it like literally makes a holographic tree. I mean, it looks cool. I have a little faff. I mean, I'm sorry, a little what? Like a little faff. Like it's, it's, it's unnecessary. I could just be like a, on the screen. We, we don't need the whole like. Put the acorn and see the literal tree come out. It's a little much. This is a big deal, though. Like this is a lot of tech for this. Like it's a lot of tech, but I do like I do think there should be some ceremony to this. This is this is a big deal. This is people like who who lost relatives who they'll never know. They didn't know even existed because of this massacre. Like it, it, this is people finding their own history. Like and it's and it's not just like. You know, like uh, five generations removed. This is grandparents. I'm I'm intrigued by the amount of like AI seems like like you know they seem behind in tech. I mean, later we'll see Lady True who seems to have a ton of high tech as well. <laughs> right, this right. seems to be like cutting edge tech. Like, yes, but not cell phones. And no cell phones, just pagers. Well, they did. I well, I think what you got to understand though is that what. They're, what they have been worried about is lithium batteries. All right, yeah, right. Because fair, okay. The, the M class lithium batteries, like the synthetic Manhattan class, yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah. Manhattan that he was making made. for them. That yes. you would know better if you read the comics. Yeah, not you <laughs> specifically. To well, anyone. They, they they did they have talked about well they've talked about it for sure in the supplementary materials, but also yeah. in in the first episode mm-hmm. when all the Rorschachs were harvesting. The watch batteries and yeah, but the whole like knowledge behind the cancer thing you wouldn't get as well. It'd just be like a random factoid, like oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I I guess you know anything with a lithium battery would have been probably way behind. Um, Although laptop material does, (laughs) yeah, laptops, yeah, yeah. yeah. (gasps) No laptops. Yeah, we haven't seen any, have we? No phones. Cell phones and laptops, big ones. Whoa. Anyhow, she meets her great grandparents and sees a picture of Will, like little boy Will. And she says, to, like from episode one, 
opening scene little yeah, boy from, will from, yeah from wait hiding in a box escaping yep. tulsa massacre bullet yep. holes flying through yep with a little note and she says to little boy hologram will you said you wanted me to know where i came from well now i know so leave me the f alone a little mean but all right <laughs> right yeah and this kid can't even hear her but anyway <laughs> maybe ken that's even worse should be saying stuff like that around the <laughs> right. young child that's true that's true but her her car or she leaves and her car her car falls in front of Lori. this is where we ended the last scene i do like that we picked that up right there so we kind of catch up on what angela was doing after their conversation in the mausoleum right and then uh Lori likes angela's costume and there are pills in the glove box yeah, Angela sneaks them. Well, she definitely hides them from Lori, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> she didn't sneak them as in take them, or as like orally take them. She, but, but she, maybe she did. Maybe, maybe she had one. Hmm? Who knows? Um, well, okay, we didn't see her in just one. Will's Will's been alive for a hundred plus years. These pills got to be good for something. Uh, he was pretty hell bent on having those pills when he was <laughs> handcuffed in Angela's bakery. Anyway. Angela, uh, um, I lost my place here. So, uh, Angela goes yeah. back home. All right. She goes back home. Sleeping. She crashes in Topher's room. And uh, he. it turns out Topher saw the shooting. Of <laughs> no, he didn't. The seventh he totally. He totally did not see that guy get shot in the head, Mr. Sal. Did you not hear what Topher said? He said the, the girls didn't see it. Oh my bad! I thought he said, he said that, but like he said, clearly he had seen it because he said that. Right, <laughs> I thought he, I thought he said I didn't see the man get shot in the head. No, the, <laughs> girls, like, didn't, oh. the girls didn't see the man get shot in the head, and Angela said, "But you did," and he, oh. he does not deny it. He does not deny it. All right, all right. Yeah. My bad, I misheard it. My bad, my bad. Okay. I, thought, I thought he was like blatantly trying to lie, but he's like a nah. young child, so you can tell he's lying. <laughs> but Topher wonders if Angela was scared, and Angela says she actually still is scared. Yeah. Next morning, Cal tells the girls that heaven is pretend and Uncle Judd is nowhere again. Now, who wants waffles? Really, <laughs> yeah, really breaking the news of death to the little one. Yeah. Like, just tearing like, down a concept of ooh, heaven. Uh, yeah. And the yeah. kids think, I guess, all right. He just kind of tells them, yeah, death is nothing. Nothing really happens, and waffles. And they're just totally down for it. I, I, yeah. That's one way to go about it. Just kind of mix it in with the with the, the waffles. Bun, yeah, waffles and <laughs> yeah, anything to life. Any any tough news is better when followed by waffles. So and that is true. But <laughs> this is well, not every bad news. No, so you're right. like a bad news like. I, I, I poisoned all the waffles. I poisoned the waffles. Fair enough. Yeah, I stand corrected. But what do, what do you make of Angela's reaction to Cal telling the kids this? She remember her reaction. She, I mean, she she was a little, I think, stupefied by like, like really, like that's that's mm-hmm. what you do. Oh, whatever. I mean, I thought she seemed surprised. Like, yeah, like it indicated to me that they had not talked about having yeah, this conversation that, with the kids, and he. That's a pretty serious thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty serious thing that you probably want to talk about. Yeah, or <laughs> absolutely, you tell your kids about death and what yeah. stance you want to take on it as well. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't even couch it in terms of like 
well, I believe that <laughs> that Judd is nowhere because I believe that heaven is pretend. Like he doesn't even couch it that way. It was just like, this is true. <laughs> These are facts. Here you go, uh, kids. Yeah, here and here are some waffles. Yeah, uh, they are poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> Angela goes to see Wade at and his weird collection of squid photos. In his bunker, and it turns or out those squids. little squids that falls from the sky—they only get thirty seconds of life, and they spend it all dying. That's so sad when he said that. I know. I actually really like Wade. I really like Wade him. is amazing. I love Wade, and if you like Wade, I'm very excited for you to watch the next episode. Yeah, I saw the next <laughs> on. I was going to ask you about it. It's just a looking glass one. Oh, it's it's a uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Anyway. Uh, Angela shows him the KKK robe and asks him to have his ex. We don't know who his ex is, but he has an ex. And she asks him to have her or him, whoever, check out the pills. And don't tell the FBI lady. She's extreme. Angela, according to Wade, is extremely weird. I just want to guess before before I forget, just because I have no one else to really guess, I'm going to say Pirate Jenny. Just because it's like another This is ex? Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. I'm, I'm just saying that. Gotcha. Um, I actually, I, to go off that, but I I misspoke there. Though. Angela calls Wade very extremely weird, and and uh, Wade points out the hypocrisy of that. Statement. I did. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love the he way does. he talks. It's me it's, too. Yeah, he speaks. He speaks so southern, but he's so like every. He's, I mean, it's very formal. It's yeah. You're right. It, it's a weird. It's because normally that type of. A, um dialects like it's not as formal speaking he's so formal the way he speaks and he's <laughs> these are the things he talks about because i guess he's always yeah. so that thought well, well, i mean he's the looking glass right he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's got a fine eye on everything yes all right so angela dumps the wheelchair parts in a garbage train but is seen by somebody i have a name for this person well so does red scare Oh yeah, no, I have my own name for this. Right, what's your name for this? The person? second I saw the per- well, the second I saw them slip down the drain, I went, "That's Slippy McGee." Slippy McGee. Okay. That's Slippy McGee right there. So that that's what I have in my notes as a Slippy McGee. All right, I like Slippy McGee. Uh, okay. Red Scare later calls him Lube Man. No, nah, Slippy McGee. Slippy I, McGee. I thought Slippy and Jimmy, but no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Slippy, Slippy McGee. It shall be on this podcast. That's fine. Yes. Thank you. So uh, she chases Slippy McGee, but he lubes up and slides into a gutter to escape, which is pretty amazing. He actually. slips away. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Angela, Angela uh, and do you, any any like thoughts about Slippy McGee? Nah, nah. I mean, it's all in the name. Okay. <laughs> I, I I have no idea where he's from or what. Like, I I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Are you are you interested at all or no? No, oh, I'm interested. I'm t- I just I just have no speculation as to um, okay. where he's from or like yep. what party would be doing this. Like so, basically, holy crap! I know now. Okay, you made me think about it. Now it's Petey. Okay, the guy. Why do you say Petey? Why do you say that? He seemed like you know he's interested in Lori's past. That would be someone who's interested in keeping track of Angela because. Lori's trying to keep track of Angela. Uh, Petey makes a lot of sense. I think it's Petey. Okay. And it makes slipping Petey. Slippy Petey. I'm not, I'm not following that. Slippy Petey. <laughs> Slippy McGee. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Petey. Okay. Noted. 
All right. Angela tells Senator Keene when she gets to the police station not to get kidnapped next time because if I hadn't been there, it wouldn't have happened, according to Senator Keene. So, yeah. He's totally, just... He set that up. He set that up. <laughs> I'm so convinced. I, he said, I, I'll be shocked if he didn't. Okay. You have gone on record as saying that prior to this. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm just saying now. Like, oh. So now you're just looking for confirmations. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm right. Yeah, he set that up. <laughs> okay. All right. He also knows who she is. So I, that I already knew. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, he kind of tipped his hand there at the party. Give me some credit. The party. Party. <laughs> no, not, not, not the way. The to, funeral. The, yeah. The gathering. The Judd Memorial. Okay. The party. <laughs> party. What a terrible, terrible thing to say. Anyway. Pirate Jenny and Red Scare don't know anything about Lube Man or Slipping McGee, as we were calling him. But the new boss probably doesn't really care very much. The new boss is Lori. And she's got a lead on Angela's car via PD. Will Reeves' fingerprints are on the thing. And Will Reeves was a cop and would probably need a wheelchair at 105 years old. Oof. And I misspoke. P- PD doesn't give her that lead. PD gives her this lead. Yeah, yeah. And we're about to find out that the lead is Lady True. So now we're in the car, and Lori thinks Angela's car is connected to Judd's death. She thinks it's a thermodynamic miracle, which is a, a big thing in one of the chapters of the graphic novel. Man. So, yeah. We got to get Dr. Manhattan back, or Dan <laughs> Dryberg, or Rorschach, man. Oh. Well, how do you want to get Rorschach back? Dr. Manhattan. Oh. Brings him back. Oh, interesting. Just he like takes his fingers and he does like the the emperor like lightning pose and boom, Rorschach. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Lori's ex used to talk like uh, talk about that Lori's ex of course in this case being dr manhattan dr manhattan talked about thermodynamic miracles and how every life is a thermodynamic dynamic miracle but he was no cow who she talked to today i mean that that gets a rise out of Lori. does <laughs> dr manhattan was no cow <laughs> and she knows uh that Lori knows that um angela met cow in vietnam Okay. Lori thinks that people wear masks to protect themselves from their trauma. And Petey from the back tells Angela about Lori's trauma. And they arrive at True Industries. Now, the, the, the trauma thing, of course, being the rape of Silk Spectre by the comedian. This, is, this would be pre Lori's birth because. Those are her parents, who did then have a consensual sexual relationship later. The Minutemen. Yes. The Minutemen. True, Lady True has giant drones. And Beyond, who is True's daughter, Lady True's daughter, invites them to join Lady True in her vivarium. Now, did you recognize the term vivarium? Is that what a... Osmandius, like a Vite yeah. had yep. in the Antarctic. Yep. In Antarctica and Karnak. Yep. He had okay. a vivarium. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of a vivarium. I might I, get myself a vivarium at this I rate. mean, everybody associated with Adrian Vite, I suppose, because she, she bought his company. 
and now she all has the cool kids all the yeah. cool kids have a vivarium all the rich kids i guess <laughs> <laughs> and sorry agent pd but this is a ladies only meeting <laughs> poor pd yeah it's very humid in the vivarium that's so that she can sim- simulate vietnam because she promised her mother that she would never leave vietnam so she that's, that's of, cheating yeah that's cheating. Uh, like like like, she, like she's left vietnam you can't just yes. say oh it's like vietnam like that's like mm-hmm. it's like going to cambodia going like oh it's borders vietnam similar climate vietnam yeah. like i don't yeah. think that's the point <laughs> yeah uh, she communicates in Vietnamese with Angela, presumably so that Laurie can't understand what she's saying. And she tells Angela that her grandfather wonders if she got the pills. And Angela tells her in Vietnamese that he can ask her himself in maybe more colorful terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is, in the vivarium, a gold statue of Adrian Vite. Maybe not the youthful, spry Adrian Vite that Laurie remembers. But hey, you know what? Everybody gets old. So this is Adrian as we know him. And guess what? That is where we're off to next. Oh, I love Viteland. (laughs) Viteland. I like the name Viteland. That's pretty cool. Vite harvests harvests just the right baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, baby baby Phillips and baby Crookshanks discarding the ones that he doesn't want for some reason, which is really disturbing to watch um i mean he literally is just chucking babies off a boat into the water uh i mean i guess i don't know whatever they are uh and i I was wondering why he was chucking them actually because i I thought originally oh he's just looking for phillips or he's just looking for crookshanks and he keeps getting the wrong one but he he wants one of each so maybe he already had one he was looking for another one maybe he's just angry yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it, he brings them back for incubation and maturation. And he tells them once they are old and mature. When and, they're old enough. You and, cl- and clothed. <laughs> uh, that Their only purpose is to serve him. And he is their master, but he is certainly not their creator. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, he as, a, as a creator would not have curse them with with life with no because purpose. what's life without yeah. purpose so sad. you have no purpose other than to serve me and he had a rough night <laughs> a very rough night with just hordes of dead phillips and crookshanks in a massacre. <laughs> yeah. and among them is the uh one of those yellow cakes right Oh yeah, they're celebration cakes. Yep, and a horseshoe, of course, which he does not need yet. Not yet. He's been in this prison he calls it for four years, and though he thought at first that it was a paradise, and the three of them, the so Vite, Crookshanks, and Phillips, launch bodies into uh, the sky, but they disappear. Phenomenal. And with their help, lives. Well, he, this is how, this is what he tells them. He tells the the living Phillips Crookshanks that with their help, their lives, and their broken, mangled bodies, he will escape this godforsaken place. <laughs> Any take on what's going on here? Or? Well, I, well, so I well, I think see, first of all, he's trying to figure out 
So I I think past the sky because we saw the frozen Mister Phillips mm-hmm. before. It is similar to outer space. It is frozen in some way. So he's, he's got to try to figure that out. So first he's got to get a good angle, or he's trying to figure out something to do with these angles here because he's launching them. He's like looking at them, writing numbers down. He's got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's doing that versus trying to figure out the whole freezing bit. Maybe he thinks there's a perfect place to land them, but I don't think they're coming back down when he throws them. So, so it does not seem like they're coming back down where last episode it did seem like, or the episode before? I can't remember. Whatever episode where he sent the Phillips up and it froze. Well, he might have done that on purpose to test the suit. I was what my thought was. Like he wanted the person to come back down, but he wanted to see if they froze to death. So, so he doesn't want to be like, to death. The, a rope attached or something, or oh, he just like maybe shot them at a different angle, just oh, like, knowing that they would come back down or something. Just okay, just, just wanting to see if the suit worked. You know, not caring about whether mm-hmm. lived or died per se. So I, I, I think what he's looking for now is like the optimal angle. Okay, the fling himself. Oh, you think he's gonna fling himself? Yeah, yeah. At some point, yeah. Oh, all right. That's the dream. That's the dream. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotham's forsaken placing. All right. Well, Angela gets home and tries to pick a fight with Cal by spoiling the end of his book. What a jerk. <laughs> the, this book is Things Fall Apart, which is about the invasion and colonization of Nigeria. This is an actual book. I don't know. If you, I've, I've never heard of the book. It. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and Cal kind of plays a little game with Angela here telling her what he told Lori, which is not actually what he told Lori, <laughs> but he tells Angela that that uh, he lied to Lori and that he hates lying. We, we find that Cal hates lying. Um, but he didn't tell her about the, his accident. And Angela seems pleased with the fact that he did not mention the accident. Oh, good. Um, we don't know anything about the accident, so there you have it. Last scene, back at True Enterprises, B. Young startles awake, unhooks an IV, and goes to her mother in the vivarium, and she had a nightmare. Men burned her village and then made her walk. Uh, her feet still hurt, even uh, though she was laying down sleeping. This dream made her feet hurt. And um, Lady True is you know, such a good consoler. You know, As a parent, I can really relate to that. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Way. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, because we all know how much on show hoppers we love when people tell us about their dreams. Hey, all so, she, she didn't go too much into it. No, this is good. This is this how is you should tell people about this it. This is fine. Yeah. Yes. She's just so. scared. Give a quick you know, bit about it. And then said how her feet hurt. But in all fairness, they didn't hurt enough for her to you know, stop her from walking here. I guess not. Speaking of so walking, <laughs> Lady True is just so compassionate. She says about this nightmare, good. And no, I'm not going to walk you back to bed. So. But my feet hurt. I can't walk back. Mm. Then yeah. handstand back. Roll tough, back then. Tough noogies. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Beyond. Well, Will is there. Uh, Beyond says goodnight to Mr. Reeves. And Lady True, though, is concerned that he's that he's not in. And she wants him to tell her. He wants, I did like this. Yeah, he wa- yeah you got to tell Angela. These pills, these pills are passive-aggressive exposition, and they're too cute by half. I, lo- I love that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love what she goes on to say with, you know, like, you know, our family is involved. With the judgment gets cloudy. 
Yep. Feet get cold, Mr. Sal. Deals get broken. Mm-hmm. Well, Will's feet are just fine. Uh, he, in fact, so fine that he stands up out of his wheelchair and starts walking around. Uh, Will thinks that she needs to experience it. Angela needs to experience it, not just hear about it from Will, but experience it. And isn't Lady True doing the same thing to her daughter? No, well, that, that's different. Okay, well, <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. In three days, Will tells us, Angela will know he betrayed her and hate him for it. So, he is in. That is the end of that episode. And look, one of those ship dinkies are flying. I don't know if that'll matter or anything, but right. something's one of the, flying. One of the, one of the, something's flying up there. Yep. All right. Well, Kurt, mm-hmm. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's time to check the time. Oh, yeah, by all means. What time? Oh, my God. Mr. Sal. Mm-hmm. Did you know what time it was? No, that's why I asked you. It's TV time. What? Ain't no time like a TV time. Phenomenal. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get enough of it. Oh, boy. So it's TV time, folks. It's time for us to guess on a scale from one to five. Well, not us. When I say us, I mean Kurt. It's time oh, for yeah, the Kurt one to five. Five. Kurt, That's hold, hold on. Let me explain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go from, from one to five. What he thinks TV time users voted for this episode. So now you can now you can go ahead and four. Are <laughs> you changed your mind? No, I, I'm fine. I'll go back five. You changed it again. Well, I, I mean, I undid the change. So really, I didn't right. change it at all. Five. All right. uh, it is a five. 65% of people said five. Just... <laughs> Though, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear. After, after shocked, the most prevalent emotion is confused. So, Which is understandable, I suppose. Yeah, especially for this episode. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. A lot of questions. So I, I, I have a really gigantic... I mean, this is a huge deal for the characters that I need to warn you about before you guess what I said and what the audience said. Okay, go on. Lady True is not a votable character, which is ridiculous. Whoa, all right. (laughs) Ridiculous. Because Lady True certainly would have been my vote. I'm not saying... You're not going to tell me if you would have. I, I, I'll tell you after the fact. That, I guess that Lady True would have been your vote, but because you can't vote for Lady True, now you have to readjust here. Uh, I guess you probably vote for Angela. All right. I'm guessing you vote Angela and the people voted Angela. Okay. Uh, the people did vote Angela 71%. I did vote Angela, but after going through this episode, I switched it to Adrian. <laughs> Oh, why did I guess that? That's what I said in the beginning. Oh, my goodness. Well, I forgot all about that statement. Of course, you should have said I mean, how many times could I say phenomenal in this episode? Oh, my God. I should have I should have said that. But you got me wrong as well, Mr. Sally. See, I did not see Angela. Say Angela. Oh, really? You said Lady I, True. No, I did not say Lady True. I Would said Lori. Lori, really? Big Lori fan. Big Lori fan. so good, isn't she? Big oh, Lori fan. Gene Smart is a national treasure. I love 
her so much. She's just amazing. You Big know what Lori else? Fan. You know what? You know what she is? You know what Gene Smart is? Lori? Or what? Phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't see that one coming. I don't either, but I'm glad you didn't. So okay, I said Lori, good for you. Fantastic. She actually is in second place. Uh, via the people, fourteen percent. Angela's in first place, seventy-one percent. Mm-hmm. Nick Given. Yeah, Mary yeah. Angela is the main character. Now, if Lady True had been votable, would you have said her? No. Still Lori. Still Lori. Really? Yep. Interesting. Okay. Lady I thought True. about. I thought Lady True, but I said Lori even without the knowledge That's that you've just given me. I mean, uh, Laura, Lady True easily would have been my favorite if she had been votable, but she was, alas, not. So, that concludes episode four of Watchmen. Anything you'd like to add, Kurt? Mm, I'd like to. I'd like to do a little deep dive. Go for it. Dive into deep. the what? Well, into the what's that? What's that guy's name? What are we, what's the, I'm not sure which guy what we're talking the, what about. Are, what are those documents we got to read? Oh, I think the... it's time to peruse the PDPedia. Sorry, it's just so hard to remember. Slippy McGee sometimes. I mean, Slippy PD, McGee. Agent PD. All right. Well, there's not a lot here in the PDPedia this, this episode. There, there's a schematic diagram. For the Merlin Corps Excalibur, Merlin Corps <laughs> being the company, the Excalibur being the name of the sex toy that Lori has in that silver briefcase. It is a giant, <laughs> yeah, <it's> a... <laughs> giant blue sex toy. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Manhattan. That doc- yeah. that we we will learn from the other. That's right. PDPD thing that uh, Dan Dreiberg made. The other uh, document is significantly more interesting. So, oh, definitely. It's uh, United States Department of Justice FBI memo of, of uh, I guess what do- documentation of an interview or interrogation of Lori Juice Pez Chick, right? Yeah, Juice Pez Chick. Does that did I say that right? She tells us how to say the name in this document. It's uh, juice as in orange, Pez as in the candy, and ick as in what little girls say when the bottle spun to you. <laughs> juice Pizik. So anyway, uh, it's an interview with her by the FBI. Uh, just some highlights. First of all, uh, it, it sounds like uh, they want consent to record, even though they're already recording. Uh, and she says, I'll consent if you tell me whether we got him. And they wonder if she is referring to Mr. McVeigh. Do you know Timothy McVeigh? Timothy McVeigh. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Timothy McVeigh. I, no. Okay. So Timothy McVeigh. Well, I, I, I know Timothy McVeigh. Uh, like, is it, it from the graphic as, novel? It, no. As soon as they oh. said McVeigh, I was like, oh, my God, this is Timothy McVeigh, isn't it? So this this file is dated April 24th, 1995. On April 19th, 1995, Timothy McVeigh uh, uh, drove a rented truck. Into oh, into the, the World Trade Center. This is, this not the World the... Trade Center, but the, oh. the 
Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City. Oh, the Oklahoma City. This bombing. is the Oklahoma okay. City bomber. This is that's hey. Timothy McVeigh. Okay, okay. I, I yeah, I did not know his name. Yes, okay. I'm aware yes. of the incident. Okay, good. So anyway, so apparently she's wondering if they got Mr. McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh. Okay, uh, and she is just she thinks it's hysterical that they're going to charge her with murder, the murder of Timothy McVeigh after she stopped a terrorist attack. So in this universe, the Oklahoma City bombing didn't happen because Dan and Lori stopped it. Because Dan know. has also been arrested. So this is know. pretty cool, like, flavor, like, universe flavor. I like it is. That, that, I found the name, but I was scared to Google it. I was like, oh, what, I'm not supposed right. to the character yet. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't. This made me feel smart. But I lived through it, so I guess I don't feel that smart. So anyway, uh, they uh, it turns out that Lori and Dan were working together on this job, but they were no longer together as lovers. They were just finishing one last job, as the cliche fl uh, flies, she says. They had what she called in irreconcilable differences. Dan wanted kids and Lori wanted guns. Okay. Mm. Right. Yes. Yeah, one want to settle down. One didn't. Now, they move on from that line of interrogation, and they ask why a company that provided, uh, sorry, that wh where they get all their funding from. How, how do Dan and Lori have such amazing tech? And it turns out they are financed by Merlin Corps, right? Yeah. I, Merlin I, Corps <laughs> is the same company that built the Excalibur sex toy. It. This whole Merlin Corp thing, I mean, I don't think they were too uh, far off from getting it from Dan Dryberg, like Archie and right, Arch Archimedes, Owl Thieves. Yep. Yeah, Archimedes, yep. Merlin Corp, I don't know. Yep. So uh, the, the FBI wonders why a company would uh, that provides tech to law enforcement. So apparently the, there are a lot of these uh, owl ships in law enforcement, and they're, they come via Merlin Corp. Uh, why would a company that provides tech to law enforcement also fund Lori Juspizik and Dreiber Dan Dryberg? And we find out that's because Dan Dryberg is the company. Is that like public information or like? I guess apparently they, like, they like, didn't make the connection though. They don't know like who's the owner. Like surely. Well, no, no. I mean, now in their defense, they they these just found ships. out. They we got to buy these ships. Out. Well, in their defense, they just found out that they were uh, funded by Merlin Corp. So mm. they probably didn't do a lot of Merlin Corp research before this thing started. All right. Fair, fair. But anyway, um, they they come into the, the interrogation room with the silver briefcase of Lori's. We know what's in there, but they don't. Uh, and she kind of tells them that it's it's really dangerous. It's like it might give you cancer. It's like <laughs> M class lithium batteries. That's um, true. It is M class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And they say that if the contents of the case is dangerous, then she needs to tell them right now. And then she tells them it's Doctor Manhattan's uh, member. Anyway, uh, she tells them exactly what it is, and they think that she's joking, but. It turns out that the reason this was made by Merlin Corps was that Dan was convinced that Lori was still in love or at least had feelings for Dr. Manhattan. And so 
Dan made this big blue sex toy as a, a literal F you to Lori. It's pretty funny. But she does kind of enjoy it, it seems. It's pretty but, funny. Yeah. But she 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 wants to she wants to walk. She wants out of here. And she says that if they don't let her walk, she'll she might have to talk. And what does she mean by that? Well, tell your boss, meaning the president, Robert Redford, to tell I'm sorry, tell your boss to tell his boss, meaning to tell his boss, so th three bosses removed, to tell Gatsby. Now, Gatsby is Robert Redford, the president, because he played the great Gatsby in the original movie. Um, that Lori Juspizik knows what really happened on 11-2. Okay. And 11-2, of course, is the, the day of the DIE, the dimensional incursion event with the giant figure, squid. Right? Yeah. Nice. So there you have it. So this this document is is pretty interesting. I I, I do enjoy this one. Yeah, very nice. It was pretty short read. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly just flavor. I don't think it it really is like meat and potatoes here. I don't I don't think it's. Uh, you don't learn anything super new. I mean, right. I guess you I guess you know a bit between the the ending. I think between Dryberg and Lori. I don't know how much they talked after this or whatever mm -hmm. have you, but you know, we kind of know what like, I was wondering if they're still like in love or whatever have you. Right. I mean, Senator Keene did I, use yeah. Dryberg. So Lori seems to care for Dryberg still. Right. But here she puts on a tough, maybe she's just doing a persona because, you know, she's yeah. front. I, I did like how they um, redacted things in it. Oh, there are lots of redactions. <laughs> yes. I don't it makes you go on, like, obviously. like, come on. Like, man, why? I'm, I'm, I'm just like a omniscient viewer. Let, let me see the omniscience. <laughs> That's right. Who are you emitting it from? Like, come on. That's right. Exactly. Oh boy. All right. Well, Kurt, anything you'd like to uh, say further on this episode? It's a good episode. I mean, it, it the is. only thing is, it, it poses a lot of questions. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the next one bears. I'm, I'm excited. It looks like it's a Looking Glass episode. Yeah, uh, a, that is we'll exciting. And then, so. Uh, so I think where this episode suffers that the other ones didn't is the first two episodes I felt like had such uh, uh, a statement to make about race. You know, it starts with the Tulsa massacre in the first one. And then the second one, it starts with these letters to the soldiers in World War One. which, by the way, and the, Lind the Lindelof interview on the official podcast, he says that that letter was verbatim what those letters actually said. Mm. so um anyway so there, so there was a lot of that uh race uh relations stuff in the first two episodes uh not a lot not as much of that in this episode a little bit at the greenwood center but not as much um the third episode had such heavy ties to uh, you know our nostalgia for the for the graphic novels you know we had this lori centric episode we find out the lord of the manor is adrian Veidt. that it was just it was just so exciting now, this episode doesn't really appear to have a lot of ties to the graphic novel and it also um doesn't have a lot about race in this episode i, mean, I was just a little bit um so it almost seems like a, a bit of a let down compared to the other three it's still a great episode i still love the episode but... yeah i enjoyed it i, yeah. I did enjoy watching it I, I was never upset or really angry while watching the episode just not as good 
Fantastic. Well, I'm very excited to see how you feel about the next episode, but which we will be covering next week. In fact, next week is the no this this week we have already shifted to Mondays, haven't we? So, <laughs> <Think so. laughs> yeah, I, I believe so as well. Uh, so next week we'll, we'll we'll be covering the middle episode of the series. There are nine episodes in this season of television, and we'll be on the fifth one next week. So. Well, look out for that. The, the title of that episode is Little Fear of Lightning. Little Fear of Lightning. Very, very frightening. Little Fear of Lightning. Very, very frightening, I guess so. So <laughs> at any rate. Um, so yeah, so we are going to be covering, we're going to be dropping this episode drops on a, on a Monday. Uh, actually, last week's dropped on a Monday as well. Uh, we're going to keep dropping on Mondays until, until we finish the series. But you hopefully have already checked out our coverage of The Last of Us, Season 1, Episode 1, in on the ground floor. Very exciting. I'm sure we have some really strong feelings about that episode. And, and I'm sure I, I'm, I'm hoping that you enjoyed them. Uh, so hopefully you tune into that. We'll be back with Episode 2 of that on Thursday. In the meantime, check out more from our back catalog. We've covered Better Call Saul's final season, some Black Mirror episodes, all of Centaur World, all of Dexter New Blood, all of The Leftovers, most of Lost, all of Only Murders in the Building, all of Ozark, first season of Russian Doll, all of The White Lotus, uh, and of course now we're working on The Watchmen and The Last of Us. So hopefully you're enjoying all that content. Uh, leave us five-star ratings and reviews. We'd appreciate it. You can contact us at showhopperspodcast.gmail.com. Spread the podcast around. Tell people about it. We do appreciate all your, your viewership, your your listenership. My, my apologies. Wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, because you've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> so we do appreciate all of that. And uh, folks, I am in all the way. TikTok. TikTok. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.